0: Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become a wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two. So fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become Wealthy AF. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I hope you're having a lovely day. I'm your host, Kendra Perry, and welcome back or welcome if you're brand new. I'm so glad you're here. And today, we're going to be talking about visibility and public relations. So what is that? So obviously, when we think about marketing our business, we're thinking about, oh, well, I need to be posting on social media. But if you are only using social media, organic social media, as a means to reach more people, what you may have noticed is that growth is very slow. So it usually doesn't work for most people if that is your only strategy. And luckily, there's this amazing thing you can do to get in front of dozens, hundreds, thousands, even millions of your ideal clients. And that is leveraging other people's audiences. So that's what we're gonna be talking about with Lisa Simone Richards. And Lisa is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentorship program, she gives you insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning on social media or wasting more money on Facebook ads. Her clients learn the lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility, which makes them more sales. They go from invisible to in-demand, getting interviewed on top podcasts, partnering with big names in their industry, and building their authority expert status by getting featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes, Inc., and more. All right, so let's dive into this amazing interview with Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast.
1: Hi, Kendra. I'm so excited to be able to share with you and your listeners today.:
0: Oh, I'm so into this because, well, my audience knows, I always get like really pumped up when I'm speaking with another Canadian because everyone seems to be American that I speak with online. So when it's like a Canadian, you're like, "Oh, we have this like kindred connection.") <laughs>
1: I feel like for the first like maybe two, three years in online business, everyone was in California and all of a sudden yeah. in the most recent two, three years, I have mean, meeting so many other Canadians. So I love it.
0: Yeah. I've noticed that too. I've actually been meeting a lot of people from Toronto. I'm just like, okay, now I want to meet someone near my town. So there's the potential that we could like see each other in person.
1: I'm going to have to go through my Rolodex and see if I know anyone I can introduce you to out West.
0: Oh. oh man, that would be so great. Because as you know, like entrepreneurship is a very unique experience and...
1: We always need more business besties, right? It's so fun when you can have friends you can talk to and say lead magnet, and they know what that is. <laughs> it's so true. You're like funnel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Lisa, I am so excited to talk about visibility and getting just more exposure online because I know my audience wants more of that, but they don't really know how to get it. So before we dive into all of your expertise, I'd love to know, like, how did you get into sort of like the public relations space?
1: Yeah, I can dial it back to, you know, I'll take you back to one really specific moment in undergrad when I was in my first year at Western, and you'll know what that is because you're not mistaken. I do. All my girlfriends (laughs) from high school went there. (laughs) Such a fun party school, totally why I chose it. (laughs) When I was in first year, I remember having lunch with a girl who was in fourth year. She was getting ready to graduate, and she was sharing with me that after Western, she would go to Humber College for PR school. And this was in 2002. Sex and the City was in its prime. Samantha Jones, one of the four main characters, was a publicist. And like on the show, she was always going to fashion shows and dinners and knew all these cool people and these exclusive events and parties. And I was like, you know what looks like fun? That. So (laughs) I literally started in fashion and beauty PR for the first few years, moved into an agency where I got to work on really cool corporate clients like Staples, Virgin, Crayola, And after I did the agency thing, after I did the fashion thing, I did fitness for a few years. And that was when I got my first taste of working with a small business. I was with this fitness company for four years. And over four years, we took the company's revenues from 400,000 a year to over 4 million a year. And a large part of that was visibility. We were always on television, magazines, like we were the people who had that it brand and that it factor. So, I thought it would be really cool to take this knowledge and, like, you know, companies who are paying 10 grand a month for this kind of thing to be able to share with entrepreneurs and small business owners who aren't necessarily in a position to take on that kind of ticket just yet to share with them how to get this kind of visibility so that they'd be able to get known as well.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And so, did you end up getting to live that like very glamorous lifestyle like Samantha Jones?
1: Honestly, yeah, for the first few years I did in fashion beauty what i get to do i was working backstage at various fashion shows i interned in the beauty department at a magazine so there was always racks of clothes coming in and out trying new products before they launched and i still have like a little bit of dabbling in that world so i still get to play and go to a few influencer events and whatnot i get there and people are like oh are you a youtuber i'm like (laughs) this person but like thanks for the work that you do oh my gosh that's so funny Okay, so let's dive
0: into visibility, getting more exposure. And so we were talking about before we started recording, I was saying how a lot of my students are getting really frustrated with social media because they feel like they're posting and like nothing's happening. They're not getting like maybe the engagement they want, they're not getting clients. And so, what's
1: the problem with that strategy? So, here's the thing that I really like to clarify for people there is a huge distinction between creating content and getting visibility. So, content is what we're putting on our social platforms. And thank goodness we have access to Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, where we can decide what we want to say, how we want to say it, and when we want to say it. Because 10 years prior, you were at the editor or at the mercy, sorry, of an editor or a producer if they would share your story. So it's great that we have these social platforms, but when we're creating content, we need to remember that this content is honestly, for the most part, only getting in front of the people who already follow you. Mm -hmm. Um, The likelihood of landing on that search page is not that high. So you're just getting in front of the people who are already a part of your ecosystem. And beyond that, we also know that the algorithm isn't showing your content to 100% of followers. So Mm -hmm. the purpose of content is to nurture your existing audience. Visibility on the other hand is reaching new people, getting seen by people who weren't aware of you before so that now they can follow you, they can sign up for your email list and then the content that you're already doing is going to land in front of them. So we have to make sure there're two different things, visibility reaching new people, making sure we're always growing our followers, our email list, getting in front of new leads and then doing the content that creates that no like and trust factor. Oh,
0: I love that so much. Yeah. And I can see the distinction between the two because you're right. I mean, I think it's you're pretty lucky if you reach 2% of your followers on Instagram, right? Exactly. Which, which could be a lot of people if you have like 100,000 followers, but I know my audience is like, they definitely probably have under 2000 followers. So yeah, that you're like, oh, great. I'm like creating all this content for such a small handful of people. Obviously, that being said, like social media is important and we can use it, but it sounds like there's a better way to get out in front of more people. And so can you maybe explain the different ways or mediums through which you could achieve greater
1: visibility? Yeah, I really wanna like hammer home the concept of leverage. Mm. There is somebody out there who has a group of your ideal clients already hanging out. Maybe that's attending a conference, a virtual summit, listening to a podcast like this one, reading a blog or a website. So it's really a matter of figuring out who has all of my ideal clients Clients already hanging out with them. So I can fast forward the process of getting in front of who I want to get in front of. And once you realize who that person is, and what that platform is coming up with an idea of value to get in front of them. So you're asking me what are some different ways we can use visibility to get in front of different audiences. And I like to break this down into what I call the ladder of publicity. When you think about it, chances are you have a preferred way of consuming content, whether it's reading it, listening to it or watching it. And I encourage my clients to make sure that they're getting seen and featured in all three of those ways. So this is where the ladder of publicity comes in, and we can go up one step at a time. At the very bottom, you have written media. Again, some people prefer to read content. When my husband and I are making dinner, I love to turn on the YouTube channels and just play a video, pause it, do the thing. And he's like, I can't stand that person. Can we just like <laughs> read the blog post on how to do it, please? I mean, at the end of the day, we have the same end goal delicious dinner, but different ways of getting there. Right. So when it comes to written content, back in the day, it used to be maybe make magazines and newspapers, still exists now. Great way of establishing your credibility. But maybe it looks like doing a guest blog post for somebody else's site instead of doing a blog post on your own. Maybe it is writing for a website like medium.com or the Huffington Post that has a huge readership versus writing on your own newsletter. Maybe what that could also look like is connecting with a reporter for a magazine, a website, and letting them interview you so that they write the article and include your quotes and your name on it. You don't have to do any writing. So that's one way to get out there, written media, guest blogging, being interviewed, writing for other websites. Okay, cool. If I move up to the next stage. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, awesome. So I like getting started with written media, especially for people who aren't used to being visible, because there's a certain level of putting yourself out there with written content, you can come back and edit it 24 hours later, you can send it out to somebody else to review, you can be in control of when you hit submit, and you can really start building your confidence once you start seeing your name appear in other places. Then when we move up the ladder, now we're going into audio content. So people can hear your message and connect with you that way. So maybe it looks like being on someone's podcast, just like this, where I'm reaching a new audience. Maybe it is co-hosting or co-moderating a room on Clubhouse, where you're actually getting to you know, have conversations, which I know you've already successfully done, and really finesse your messaging. Or even if you're a bricks and mortar business, maybe that looks like getting radio coverage. Not super sexy, but if you're relying on foot traffic to come into your office, that's a great way to target local people who have that ability. So the second way is being heard. Then when we move up to the top of the ladder of publicity, you could probably guess next comes being seen. This is where people get to have a sense of your energy, that know, like, and trust factor builds a lot quicker. So being seen looks like back in the day it used to be getting on television, but now maybe that's doing a live in somebody else's Facebook group. Maybe that's presenting at a live or a virtual summit. Maybe that is like being on television. Maybe it is guest training in somebody else's mastermind. There's so many different ways that we can get seen. So I think between written ways, audio ways, and visual ways, we've probably listed out at least 10 so far.
0: Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. And maybe it depends on like what the person's skills are or like where their strengths are.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think when you're getting started, really pay attention to who you are as a person and what works for you. I have only child syndrome. So throw me in front of a crowd of 300 people on a stage and I have no problem jumping up there and being like, hey, everyone, put your phones down. Let's pay attention to me now. That could be someone else's worst nightmare. So really knowing like where you're at and where your skill set lies is a great place to get started because as you build the confidence, then you're going to be able to do the things that are a little more uncomfortable for you.
0: Okay. And you mentioned earlier, like it sounds like you need to know about your niche because you don't want to be maybe getting in front of audiences if the person of whom you serve isn't
1: in that audience, correct? Here's how I like to think about it. Before I ever start working with somebody, I always have a name for everything. I take them through my ABCs of visibility. And what those are is it really comes down to what is the intention and what is the purpose of being seen? It's great to get on television, but like if you're not talking about your message and not in front of the right person, someone's going to come back to me and say, hey, Lisa, it didn't work. So I always start with intentionality. And what the ABCs of visibility look like is A, are you looking for awareness so that your ideal client knows who you are and knows that you exist? And it's really funny because since I have a fitness background, I tend to work with a lot of gym and studio owners and they're hardcore into fitness, obviously. And they'll come to me and say, Lisa, I want to get in front of women who are going to the gym for the first time. I'd love to be featured in oxygen, strong muscle and fitness. And I have to be like, hey, guess what magazines women going to the gym for the first time are not reading hardcore bodybuilding magazines. So I know (laughs) you don't read self or fitness or shape or pop sugar, but that's where they're hanging out. So that's where you need to be seen. So that's what the A stands for, building awareness in front Mm -hmm. of your ideal client.
0: Alternatively,
1: are you someone who is looking to be, create a buzz. Let's say you're about to launch a book or a course. We know that people can't just hear about something once and think they're going to take action from it. I always think about similar to when a movie's coming out. You don't just hear it once. It's on Entertainment Tonight. It's on Access Hollywood. The actors are on various podcasts and radio shows. Someone's in a new relationship. Someone just got out of a relationship. There are all these things to keep this movie title top of mind for you. And when you're launching, you want people to hear about you all over the place. A way that worked really well for one of my clients, I worked with a woman named Nora, who's a preconception health coach. So she's looking to get in front of women who want to get pregnant. She just went on 20. different fertility shows about getting pregnant and then her sales calendar started filling up with these people who just heard her on all of these shows they knew her methodologies and they wanted to work with her so that's b creating a buzz finally c stands for creating credibility so are you in a stage where you're not necessarily looking for your next client, but you want to really enhance your reputation in the industry? You want to be like rubbing shoulders and elbows with the people whose courses you've brought, bought, the mentors you've, um, whose conferences you've attended. So maybe now that looks like getting featured in something like Forbes or Inc. So you can have those prominent as seen on logos on your website. So just the way that people perceive you, it shifts. So it really comes down to, are you looking to build A, awareness? B, buzz, or C, credibility, and then that's going to influence where are the places that make sense for you to get featured.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But I know I can hear my audience saying because they're relatively new. Some of yes. them might be like six months into their business, some might be a few years into their business. And I know what they're thinking is,
1: but I'm not anyone.
0: Like, Why would anyone want to feature me?
1: So one of the things I like to say to that is, you know, it comes down to like having the confidence to put yourself out there and believing that your message matters. And it's really interesting. When I was first getting into my own business, So I've been a publicist for 20 plus years. But when it came to me putting myself and my products out there, this is when the game changed. Like I wasn't pitching for Staples or Virgin Mobile anymore. And I remember there was a woman who did the exact same thing as me, fitness PR who lived down the street from me here in Toronto. And again, in 2015, like everyone was in California. And I remember having such an imposter complex, like, who am I to put myself out there? She's out there already saying the same thing. And what I really understood, and I instilled this in my clients too, is that the way you communicate your message is going to translate differently. For that person, she is like all hoodies, whereas like a sailor. I am very like, I love clueless and I'm not going to say Valley girl, but I'm a lot more high energy and spirited and I would drive some people crazy. So while we're doing the same thing, some people are going to resonate better with me. Some people are going to resonate better with her. So I always like to have my clients think into when you're feeling like, okay, who am I to put myself out there? Why would anybody listen to me? Why would they go with somebody else? What are the results you've created for yourself? What are the results you've created for your clients? How much money have you invested in this craft? How much time have you invested in this craft? And as you start going through the numbers and the time and the results, you have a piece of paper in front of you if you're listing this all out. It's literally evidence as to who you are and why you're so good and why you deserve to put yourself out there. So it really comes down to just really overcoming that imposter complex, getting clear on who you are and why your message matters, and then just taking that jump and putting yourself out there. Jillian Michaels, I always use her as an example. Like She didn't start off as Jillian Michaels. She like built her way up through The Biggest Loser and all those other platforms, and then she became who she is today. So we can all kind of think of the celebrity who we resonate with and kind of think about us starting on our own path as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think really in the worst case scenario, you get a no and it's okay.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, I've been doing this for 20 years and I get no's all the time. I get way more no's than yeses. Mm -hmm. Like just to give everyone a sense of how I get no's all the time, I've been doing this for 20 years. Typically, I will pitch somewhere around 40 podcasts a month and I get somewhere between 10 and 12 yeses. So that's like 75% no's. But you know what I did? I got in front of 10 or 12 new audiences that I would not have otherwise. Like, Why would I choose to put my focus on, oh my God, these people didn't write back to me or they said no to me, instead of lending focus to look at how many people I got in front of, look at how many relationships I've built with podcast hosts. Like, I'm willing to take a little bit of a bruised ego for the result on the other side.
0: Totally. And I mean, it's probably not personal either. I obviously get a ton of pitches for this podcast. And sometimes it's just because, nope, just this isn't the right fit for my audience, even though the person is probably amazing, right? Or it's just like, we're not taking guest recordings right now. Yeah. Not a big deal.
1: (laughs) Totally not personal. I love taking the emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So
0: can you walk us through your favorite ways to get exposure for free online so that people can really start building this ABCs of visibility?
1: Yeah, honestly, I will say for me in 2022 and 2021, even like I love being on podcasts. One of the great things that I want to keep in mind for people who are busy building their businesses, like you don't have time to be a publicist. You don't want to be doing the stuff that I'm doing all day. So what would be possible if you were able to really nail in your message and find like a hundred different podcasts that you could share it on? This isn't the first podcast where I've shared the ABCs of visibility or the ladder of publicity, but every talk show I'm on is different because of the host and the conversation and the interaction that we have. But I have something standard that I typically do talk about, and it's great that it just kind of has this lather, rinse, repeat flow to it. So why not focus on finding, okay, what's the strategy I'm going to use? Is it magazines? Is it podcasts? Is it doing Facebook Lives? Actually, here's a better way for me to frame this. When I went to a speaking event in 2017, the event host had shared with us a quote from her father, and he had said, don't change your talk, change your audience. And that has always resonated with me. So I'm used to hearing myself talk about the ABCs of visibility and the ladder of publicity all the time, but I'm always looking for a new audience to share it with. So it's not new to me, but that's okay. It's not about it being new to me. It's about finding new people to share the message with. Oh, I love that so much. So
0: just kind of coming up with like a similar framework that again is not new to you, but then spreading it out to all types of different audiences.
1: Exactly. And you can use it over and over and over again, you build your confidence with it. And you also build a message that resonates with people. As we were talking about the ABCs of visibility, and I was sharing the story of Nora, who's a preconception health coach who was building her buzz by being on 20 different podcasts. All about fertility. She just went on show after show after show talking about her 4R method to getting pregnant. And when she would get on calls with people, they were reiterating the 4Rs to her. The first time someone hears something, it's not necessarily going to stay there forever. So repetition is not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I say that all the time, by the way. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. Because I teach a lot about social media
0: and people are like, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. I'm like, oh, you're on to something because we're really just trying to get known for a few key things, just like your fertility client there who is talking about her four step method, right? Like she's known for that one thing. And I'm sure she feels like she's repeating herself a million times, but it doesn't land that way with everyone else.
1: Oh, completely. It's so funny. Typically on Mondays on my Instagram stories, I'll do like a to-do list of the day in my various posts. And I was doing it one Monday and I was like, I feel like I used this picture two weeks ago, did I? And then I was like, you don't even remember. Do you think other people remember Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> people who are going through so many stories that they're going to be like, oh, my God, Lisa used that picture three weeks ago. And then oh I was God. like, okay, that's absolutely silly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so true. Like, I talk about niching so much. Sometimes I feel like I could vomit. I'm like, oh, my God, niching again. Yep. But my audience goes nuts for it every
1: single time. Exactly. And it's not about us. It's about the people we're serving and the value that we can give them. So we just remove ourselves and our interests from the equation, serve others. And it just ends up being easy because it's also consistent. Awesome.
0: Love that. And so are there other ways that people can get free exposure? Ooh,
1: I think we went through a ton of them so far with leveraging <laughs> other people's platforms. Um, right. I want to make sure I'm not being too, like, throwing too many things into the mix. So I'm going to take that cue on repetition And think about what are three ways you could be read about, what are three ways you could be Mm. heard, what are three ways you could be seen and lean into those and rewind the podcast if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much.
0: Okay. So when it comes to reaching out, like, so let's say I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like pitch a podcast. And what is like a big mistake that most people are making that you would tell me to avoid?
1: Oh, hands down. Number one mistake that people make when they're pitching themselves for any kind of exposure opportunity is they make it all about themselves. Mm. I've had some pitches come in that are like, let's say I sent a pitch that said, hey, my name's Lisa and I have a six month mentorship program and I did all of these things and this about me, me, me. Can I come on your show? You'd be like, I don't want to give you a free advertisement. I'd be like, What's delete. Getting out of it? <laughs> it, literally, you would not even hit reply. No. You would just hit delete. Mm-hmm. There's nothing of value there for you or for your community. It's just someone looking for free advertisements and those things cost money. So when people are sending out a pitch, I always encourage them to think from the framework of what is the value for the audience, because that's the only thing you're going to get a yes to, not your personal promotion. And a really cool trick to think about is when you're writing a pitch and you're about to hit send on that email, scroll through the left paragraph and margin of that page and how many paragraphs begin with I, me and mine. And if they're all beginning with I, me, and my, hey, guess what? You made the entire thing about you and you need to reposition it. It can say the same thing, but it needs to be switched around to be value-driven for the audience.
0: Yeah, that is so important. So always approach it from how you can actually serve that person who you're pitching to and their
1: audience, correct? 100%. Everybody's tuned into WIIFM, What's In It For Me. So if you're just Mm -hmm. talking about yourself, guess what? They don't care as much. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think it's so true for so many aspects of business and not just pitching, right? Like, I think what we see on social media, for example, a lot is influencers. And with influencers, and I'm not shaming influencers, but it's more about them and their lifestyle and like, follow yeah. my cute kids, my fashion, my blah, blah, blah. And then as business owners, we think we're supposed to do that too. And then we're wondering why we're not getting clients.
1: Like I feel like a lot of what we've talked about today is creating distinctions. And there is a distinction between positioning yourself as a business owner versus an influencer. Let me say it that way.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's a time and a place for a little bit of influencer
1: in your social media because people do want to know about you. But again, it's always about them. Exactly. 100%. If you can share something that someone is going to make a difference for someone and they can implement it and have success in less than five minutes, they're going to have such a positive association with you. And when it comes time to taking it all the way, hey, guess where else they're going to go? They're going to come right back to you. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So let's say never pitched anything before in my life. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pitch a blog, a guest blog opportunity or a podcast or whatever. What is the first thing I
1: should do before I pitch? Have we found the right place yet? Or are we writing the pitch? What stage are we in?
0: (laughs) We're just like, we've made the decision that we're going to go pitch something. Okay. We don't know Uh what. It's just like, we've listened to this episode and we're like, Lisa, I am on board. I'm going to do this. What's the next step I should take?
1: Next step I would say is check in with five of the people that you've worked with, who you've loved working with or who you know would be great clients and check in with them. When you're looking for information on my topic, where do you turn to? I think so much in the online coaching space, we're doing these ideal client avatar exercises in our head and making things up rather than speaking to people. So (laughs) ask them, what podcasts are you listening to? What websites are you going to for information on this? What influencers are you following? And hopefully when you ask five people this question, five of your ideal clients, keep in mind, you're going to hear some things over and over again. And when you get that repetition, that tells you, okay, that's the place that I should be tuning into to find more people like them. So check in with your people, where are they getting information from, and then start investigating those places to find more just like them.
0: I love that. So it's like this market research thing needs to happen first, it sounds like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, Lisa, so you have a podcast pitch template for our audience. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah. So what's the next step once you found the right place to pitch yourself (laughs) and you're staring at a blank screen with a cursor blinking at you thinking, what do I write here? So I like to share with people, here's the exact template that I use to do podcast pitching. Again, to be clear, guys, you're going to need to make some tweaks to this. Nobody likes to receive a copy and pasted email, but the good news is there are only four things you need to change in it. So in my perfect podcast pitch, what you're going to get is the exact copy of the podcast pitching template that I use. So you can see how I do it. And then you're also going to get a fill in the blank template. So now you can drop in your information instead of mine once you've seen the example of how I do it. So that free download is available at www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com. Great.
0: And I will also make sure to include that in the show notes for this episode. And so Lisa, people want to follow you online, where can they find you?
1: The best place is to look me up on LinkedIn. I'm the only Lisa Simone Richards. It's funny. People are like, oh, is your name Lisa Simone? I'm like, no, there are just too many Lisa Richardses out there. So we throw in Simone because I'm the only one. So that's my Instagram (laughs) handle. And that's where you can find me on LinkedIn as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate this. Definitely everyone go download that podcast pitch template and start pitching and get yourself out there. And thank you everyone for listening today. I will see you next Monday, same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF.